What's going on? It's the Nerd Related Sports Edition Podcast. I'm Matt Farley. It is Monday, October 4th. Wow, can't believe it's October. <laughs> and as always, I'm not here alone. Brian Soto is with us. Brian, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Starting to get back into a routine. Excited to, to keep growing here. Hell yeah, we've been a, we've been a little spotty. Hashtag my wife's car. Um, <laughs> say, what's going on, man? Hashtag I got kids, so I'm glad, uh, <laughs> glad I could join you guys today. So Speaking good to be kids, back. Uh, hell, well, yeah, we're, we've been waiting for you, Saint. I mean, give the people what they want. Um, speaking of giving the people what they want, Andy, how you doing, buddy? I am doing good. All I can say is I hope to get to Urban Meyer's status and get the Woo! internet cleaned in like 20 minutes. It's incredible <laughs> how he got everything just vanished that quick. He's got pull. I more like urban fired after uh after this week there's no evidence (laughs) there's no evidence of it though i mean i i checked that on twitter like i don't know two hours ago and i still found i still found somebody posted a different um camera angle oh yeah man that'll be gone 20 minutes again too (laughs) it's pretty disgusting urban wire crashed facebook too (laughs) damn well Oh, man. Speaking of uh, going to parties on Saturdays and hitting on college chicks way <laughs> out of your league. Mark, <laughs> what's cracking, man? How's it going, fellas? Good to be back. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, well, hey, uh, yes. Thanks for uh, joining us uh, once again. Uh, we promised we're going to uh, we're going to be consistent on our schedule here as long as life doesn't get in the way. Uh, I don't know, Mark, if. You got any kids on the way? No, my kids. <laughs> no we don't. I know them. <laughs> any life plans that we don't know? Of? Yeah. I will assure you guys that I have no kids on the way. Yeah. Um, I'm a kid myself, so I will spend my money on shit that I want to do. There we go. Yep. There we go. Um, and you should spend uh, more of your time with us and go check us out on Twitter. We're at our Sports Edition, and definitely like and subscribe wherever you are getting your podcasts. And with that, gentlemen. Soto, I know there's something specifically you want to talk about, but what do you want to talk about tonight? Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit NBA. NBA is back on the horizon. It feels like it just ended, uh, but we're back with some preseason games. And um, then we'll move on to a little bit of NFL. Week four is concluding right now as we speak. The Chargers and the Raiders um, having a game there. And then we'll end it up with some baseball. Mark's super excited. I'm excited. Postseason starts tomorrow. So uh, we'll end it with the bang there. Jump right in. Also, before we kind of move on, I want to give you guys, uh, everyone listening, thanks for support. We've been doing this for about two months now. Farley's right. We've been a little bit spotty as life gets in the way, but our first podcast was August 9th. And since then, we've gotten a ton of feedback from folks we know that we don't know. People are starting to listen to our, our podcast more frequently. So um thanks for that we appreciate it we love doing it so hopefully uh we keep growing here with you guys hell yes yes preach yeah except well i mean it's it's hard for andy to do the fantasy show which we will be back tomorrow with another uh episode of that it's hard for andy to do it after uh last week's dynasty uh dynasty result but hey i redeemed redeemed myself this week again soto oh they beat me this week oh well maybe that i might might try to be on that because i feel like we should spend some time and break down how horrendous my team has been considering who's on it. It's, it's a weird season. It's been, <laughs> it's been odd, man. It's been odd. And the injuries that are piling up, but anyways, we, we can talk about that tomorrow. So I know you tuned into 
the Lakers Brooklyn game, the Lakers Nets game. Um, you know, what are your early uh, reactions to this very, very early preseason? Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> NBA guy for sure. You guys probably know that by now. Um, like any sport, preseason, uh, nobody really plays, right? The Nets didn't start their six, their six main players, so it was just kind of feeling out what was the, what was, who was going to have some minutes, et cetera. I think overall, the one thing that I was disgusted with the most is how deep the nets are it's actually so gross dude i mean last year they had some injuries right it benefited us at the end of the day but outside of the big three you got harris now you have lamarcus aldridge patty mills paul Millsap, bruce brown mike james the rookie showed out yesterday cam johnson uh cam thomas and darian sharp um had some good minutes they'll probably never play during the regular season because they're pretty deep now but um, it's a good showing for them to maybe even some trade bait or if somebody gets hurt, then they'd be able to play. Um, but let's just talk about the Nets for a hot second here. We won't spend too much time as the only game was yesterday, Nets versus Lakers. Today, there's a full slate, but they're going on right now. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the Nets, man? We beat them in the playoffs last year. How do you guys feel about their better depth now? Are you guys worried as a Bucks fan or what does that look like for you? Man, I, I am scared of Cam Thomas, so that guy is the truth. He's going to be so good as a scorer. Uh, but the Nets do scare me, but the Lakers do as well. I mean, they had most of their players out too, and they still had, you know, Malik Monk, Rondo, and Howard coming off the bench, and Malik Monk draw 15. Uh, but, yeah, the Nets, I think, could contest with breaking the Warriors' record this year with wins, sadly. Yeah, for the Lakers, the only thing real quick, because uh, I literally only have one thing about the Lakers, and that is Malik Monk. I feel like no one talked about that addition. That was crazy. <laughs> I mean, he 15 signed for points. Nothing. He signed for nothing. Yeah, 15 points, 50% shooting in 20 minutes. You can't ask for more than that from the bench, dude. This dude's going to come off the bench and just probably light a few people up when he gets an opportunity to play 20, 30 minutes because they're going to try to load manage, you know, LeBron and AD and everyone else throughout the season. They really don't need to power up the whole year. How does a man who was the first or 11th pick is only 23 years old, averages nine points a game going for that little? I just don't understand it. He took less money is what I uh, read. Oh. But uh, he, he's probably trying to reclaim his name a little bit. Oh, yeah. He oh, lost yeah, yeah. his spot in the rotation with the Hornets. Obviously, the entire roster was young. He dealt with a lot of injuries. Not the biggest dude, obviously. So uh, if he is going to play off the ball, he's going to have to actually D up a bit. So. Maybe this bench spot will be best for him, kind of be like the microwave and get, get him in, get hot, score as quick 8, 10, 12 points, and, uh, you know, not be too much of a liability for them. But overall, good pickup for them. As for uh, the Nets, you know, the, the rich getting richer, they've become quickly become the Yankees uh, <laughs> of the NBA there. Uh, another season of having, like, the big three if Irving plays. And then, you know, Soto mentioned all the vet. Vet supporting cast can't forget about Blake Griffin too. Mm -hmm. uh, they they did lose Jeff Green, um, who was kind of a big piece to that, but they made up with it with like nine other guys. Um, I hate the idea that everyone always says that was a fluke win for the Bucks last year. You know, because the Nets just kind of uh, either were injured or were falling apart towards the end there. But we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a tough, tough uh, road back to the finals for the Bucks. I'm I'm glad you mentioned uh, Jeff Green because I've always been a big Jeff Green fan. Uh, he's always seemed to find success in the kind of like the six man role on whatever team he's been on. But um, when you're looking at the depth of 
of the Nets here, I, I got to feel like the addition of James Johnson basically replaces that. Um, he can score in a lot of different ways. Um, but it's like looking at the overall depth on this roster is just outrageous. Like there's so many seasoned veterans on this team. It's, I mean, they're legit like 10 deep, legit 10 deep. And we haven't even talked about like Javon Carter. So in case Kyrie Irving doesn't play, you still at least have a capable, like at least backup player. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, the, the biggest thing when you put guys like this together is on paper, it looks really nice, but can they actually gel together on the court? So obviously you have your own, your three-star players. We've seen what they can do and it seemed to be working out pretty well. But now when you're adding all these other people, you know, into the equation, um, is it like, Hey, we're going to put aside our egos and do what's best to try and get a ring and knock this out. Maybe some of these guys will retire afterwards. Um, or some of these guys just want to, you know, ball hog a little bit and, and get their points and, you know, um, you know, get theirs, whatever, if you want to put it like that. Um, but who knows? We'll see, we'll see how the, how this shakes out. But, uh, one thing that also stands out to me as I'm looking at the, the pictures of all these guys is, uh, Joe Harris. Shout out to the only white guy in this group. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, he sticks out like a sore thumb on this page. It's kind of funny. Listen, <laughs> if, if Joe Harris was on against the Bucks, we don't win that series. That dude was <laughs> awful. Yeah, well, dude, Absolutely you got absolutely atrocious. The dude is making big money. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta come to play uh, in a big game if you're getting that kind of dough. And uh, dude didn't show. Like, it, I mean, he's gonna get more chances to show, but. Not, not our fault he couldn't hit a damn shot. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> isn't. I'll take a championship no matter what. I don't care if we were playing the Girl Scouts of America in the NBA Finals. Hell yeah. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But the one thing, too, like that we're not talking about is defense really won it for the Bucks last year. And Millsap's, Millsap's 37 years old. He's not known for defense. Alders isn't known for defense. Blake Griffin isn't known for defense. James Johnson's a grinder, but he's not going to shut down a Giannis. Harris isn't defense. Irving isn't really defense. No, they're just going to try to score yeah, 140 and points a game. <laughs> if we see race. that, I mean, yeah, we see that, though, in the playoffs. That doesn't work. Um, you get bodied. You get tired. You, you start missing shots and so on. It, defense wins championships. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with them with the, the lack of defense. And their team is old. Like, Alders and Millsap aren't getting younger, and they didn't look that great. They're great names, but they're not. It's like Carl Malone and Payton going to the Lakers back with Kobe, Kobe and Shaq. They didn't help that much. Um, but they're huge names at the same time. So they they did sign, and I didn't see this until recently. Uh, Siku Dim uh, Dim Buya. Buya. Yeah. No, um, they got him in a trade. Okay. All right. It was a trade. All right. Steal of a fucking trade. Yeah, like he might he could end up being a sneaky good sort of off the bench defensive lockdown guy. But you're <laughs> right. Like other than other than that, like and Kevin Durant is you know he can turn it on, but. Yeah, I mean, do they is Joe Harris going to be a lockdown defender in a in a key you know game six? Like, there's still questions, man. And I'll just throw this out there: like everybody ragging that the Bucks you know barely beat them. Um, if the Nets are that super powered, like they could have closed that thing out a hell of a lot better if they're as good as everybody says. So I don't know. We got to wait and see. I think everybody's right. Like, how does this how does this lineup fit? You know. Who's taking the last shot? They got a lot of options for that. 
but how do you match up against other good offensive teams is something that we're definitely gonna have to watch. And I don't think we're going to know that until probably the, I don't know, third, third quarter of the season, maybe. For sure. Yeah. The thing I think we have to think about too is Diambu is a, a great player. He was all team. I think he was all first team rookie team last year. And Cam Thomas are, are both great young players that they're mm-hmm. great trade assets. So they, this Nets team is most likely going to add one other key piece that we're not thinking about right now. Um, I, don't, I don't, can't think off the top of my head, but I could see somebody from like Oklahoma City going there. I think I saw potential uh, Luke Lucas Dort. I think potentially going there for like a Cam Thomas and. Um, see Ziaku for defensive talents. So, so, I mean, they could change it drastically in the near future too. Yeah. I mean, moving on from the Nets, today's a full slate of games. Um, again, a lot of people aren't playing, but my notable games, Nets, Sixers. And that's about it. <laughs> so all the rest are kind of ad games. Um, to wrap the NBA conversation here up in a bow that, uh, right before we went on the air, State said, it feels like the NBA hasn't ended, but the last two years we've had shortened seasons. We had COVID, we had the bubble, then we had a 72-game season last year. Um, this year we're back to an 82-game slate for the NBA. So uh, regular season starts October 19th. You got the Nets at the Bucks, ring ceremony day, baby. Banners going up in the rafters at the Fiserv. And then you got the late game is Warriors at Lakers. Um, very interested to see what those warrior, what that warrior team looks like. And if Clay Thompson is, uh, any kinds of healthy, what that looks like, but October 19th, we got the start through April 10th. All-star break is February 18th through the 20th. Uh, we still got the play in tournament that's middle of April and then NBA playoffs start April 16th. So, um, those are the dates that we got going forward. So looking forward to talk more NBA with you guys here and the group and possibly, uh, a Satan Soto NBA show and maybe Andy chiming in from time to time uh, going forward. Once we really kick this off. Well, well, quick, well, well me first. What, uh, what happens with Ben? <laughs> what happens with Ben Simmons? Does oh, he play? Traded. He's traded. Ben he Simmons is going to lose $500,000 every game that he misses or some shit. The first 48 minutes he misses, he's going to, he's going to lose a half a million dollars. Yeah, you think he really sits out? You think you'll uh, sit out? Nope. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, They're running out of time to make a deal, obviously. You know, all that all that money sitting in escrow. They said that they're finding him, but now, like once it gets to like the regular season, I think he falls into a different pot, if you will. Because then now you're breaking NBA Players Association like rules, not just like team guidelines that you have to show up for practice. So um, I don't know. Looks like he's playing hardball. Rich Paul, he ain't messing around. I heard he tried to facilitate a trade to get um, the Sixers like seven or eight players or something, and they weren't going for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Does anybody saw... know when they're releasing the jerseys by chance, the new jerseys this year, or if Nike is releasing jerseys? I thought like, they weren't. The playoff like edition? Jersey? Uh, like the playoff edition that we've done traditionally, the, oh, yeah, the city, city. city editions. Like Bucks had two or three different jerseys last year with the baby blue, and uh, I think there was one other one, I feel. But are they doing that this year or anything? I thought for sure they weren't they doing it. Because mm-hmm. they should be released by now, or at least I feel like they normally are, at least the designs. So it's the seven, I think it's the 75th anniversary season. Right. So I think what we'll get is like a throwback jersey. 
Well, I know they the were Nike sign on it. <laughs> I know they were doing. There was rumors of like the old school Nike logo being on it, like with the the swoosh and Nike on top of it. Yep. Like yeah. the old Reebok or Nike Classics in like the '80s, I think. But I haven't but seen any of the jerseys yet. They're only doing. I thought they were only doing like eight teams. Oh really? Yeah. What? So there's. Yeah, not every team is getting it. Not every playoff team is getting it. So How they're not doing the it like box? the. What they're doing this year, they're basing it off of classic matchups instead. So, like, when you think about, like, the Knicks, the Celtics, you know, that's the Lakers, and shit like that. So, that's cool. kind of what they're basing this shit off of. The yeah, one so year the we first, win, we get no jerseys? Nothing. The first, three, yeah. the first three jerseys are supposed to come out, it looks like, um, are the three franchises that have been a part of the league since the beginning, the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Warriors. Yeah. This is dumb. Next I like the Celtics one, though. I'm looking at a picture of them. The Celtics one is dope. The shorts look like boxing shorts. They have a big green stripe, like in a triangle shape, and then a big ass white clover on them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and they, these are good. Like the shorts better be like fucking 80s old school yeah, style like shorts. Highs. <laughs> yes, yes. Give Otherwise. <laughs> oh, God. Be interesting. Anyways. Yeah, that does suck, though, that. They mm-hmm. should have like statement jerseys or something, but something, doesn't yeah. look like it. Just use retro logos if it's a 75th thing. I mean, use the Bucks retro logo that I know you love, Soto. I, I hate that logo. Oh, I know, so I know you do, but, but every team has a retro logo. Like, pull that back for a season, or at least use those color combos or something. Like, you could do a lot of cool stuff with that for all I teams. I agree. Well, if you follow us on Twitter and you know anything about this, like, hit us up, let us know. Um, if help if that's me, yeah, help us. Oh, they Anyways. do have them. They do have them. Yeah, I saw the Warriors one. Yeah, the why? Why are the the Warriors color scheme is bizarre for this? It's like, nah, this looks. Oh, this is last year. My bad. They don't have them. Damn. Well, no New Jersey's. No New yeah. Jersey's. Let's let's move on from here and let's uh, let's talk about my favorite topic. Uh, breakup songs. Uh, no, just kidding. NFL football. Damn it. Um. What do y'all What do y'all think? Uh, I don't know. I, I paid attention pretty closely to a few games yesterday, but I could talk forever. So anybody chime in. I just want to say uh, Urban Meyer's grinding ability is like a one and a half. Like, come on, man, get off the get off the chair. You know, he's old, some, man. He don't have to do the work. Put, yeah. some eff- <laughs> put some effort into it. At least give it a thrust or two. The dude was just you know straight having a cocktail, sitting down. Just a G. yeah. It's like he's at solid gold. <laughs> I think I think he was sitting like that safe because something else was happening that we couldn't see. But this is fire, a PG thirteen rated podcast. So. Fire kicking in. It's just the pleat in my pants. I swear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God! I did so. I Senior full disclosure. Cool. I I was in Nashville for like four straight days and. Uh, drank more in 72 hours than I did in the last 72 days. So I, I like kind of remember a little bit of what happened Thursday night, but the Jags are still a mess, even though that they almost won that game. I don't know. Did anybody watch that closely? Trevor yeah, Lawrence it, has nobody to throw to. He looked good though. Overall. I mean, I know they lost, right. But like, it looked like he got better on Thursday versus the first three weeks of the season. He did look better. I thought they played a really clean game offensively, um, and it, they actually looked like a NFL team comparatively yeah. to the first few weeks. It was just their defense; they can't stop anybody, unfortunately, uh, getting ran all over. But man, they got Lavisca Chenault. 
Don't hate him. Yeah, another without <laughs> DJ Chark, who what he fractured his. That was a yeah. That was bad. That was yeah, bad that was injury. Bad. Yeah. For for live TV, that was a wicked one. We um, like even with the like uh, with Jacksonville, whatever. I know they played Cincinnati and all the. We we hit on this a little bit the last time we talked about football with all the great quarterback play, uh, and Derek Carr being you know off the charts great, uh, crazy good this year. Nobody has really said shit about Joe Burrow, like how good he's been this year. Yeah, yeah. like he's been absolutely phenomenal this year for for Cincinnati, coming back from that knee injury, and, and nobody said a word. Their offensive line is nothing to write home about. I think a lot more people are probably a little bit surprised at how balanced their offense is. They're running the ball a hell of a lot more than you would expect a team with three great receiving options and a bad defense. But yeah, you're right. Like he looks very comfortable. Doesn't look like he has any limitations. Um, No, man, they're, they're not far away from being a a pretty competitive team. And I mean, their division is good, but they're, (laughs) they're sitting at the top with everybody else minus, uh, Minus the Steelers. Well, great players need great coaches, and uh, Burrow's going to have to look and search for a great coach because <laughs> Zach, Zach Taylor ain't it. Uh, I know they're, they're three and one right now, but I, they like just a number of, but like he's, he's like checked in a fool if they had it for coaches, you know, uh, just constant blunders. That, that's how I feel. Burrow's great. Those wide receivers are great. Mixon does his thing. He got paid. And like Farley said, uh, a lot more balanced attack so far this year. So the games stay competitive. They're not just getting blown out, you know, by the end of the first half. Well, let's keep it. Let's keep it with the Bengals, right? Since, you know, we tend to be a little bit more homerish. I'm not a Packer fan, so I'll go here. What first off, can the Bengals beat the Packers? And if they do and they go to four and one, how do you feel about them going forward with the Steelers just looking terrible? Can we pump the brakes on the Bengals? They beat the Vikings, <laughs> lost to the Bears, beat the Steelers, and beat the Jaguars. Like they the lost Steelers the are awful. The Jags are awful. <laughs> they lost to the Bears. But is it? But that's they the beat first... Minnesota by three points. They beat Minnesota in the first game by three points. Lost to the Bears, beat the Steelers, and barely beat Jacksonville. It's there's nothing impressive out of that at all. Well, they're they're <laughs> passing the first the first stage, which is you you gotta you gotta. Win you winnable win the games. games. You're supposed to win, right? Yeah. yeah, but win them convincingly at least, and don't lose well, the, the Vikings, Bears. In my Vikings defense, all their games have been three point yeah. games. So <laughs> I, I will say that there's been a lot of hate on the Vikings. Kirk Cousins having a great year. Like the Vikings could easily be four and zero right now. Listen, bro, they lost like, by a field goal to the Bengals. They lost by one point to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are slaying everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like bro. these are close games for them. It's not like hey, they beat you know. Even against the Browns, who are supposed to be, you know, playoff contenders, but we could talk about Baker too because yeah. it ain't looking good on his end. But no, well, I mean the, the Vikings pa- are a quality win. That's a quality win for most teams. I'm not saying they're bad, but like they lost to the Bears, they beat the Steelers, <laughs> and they beat Jacksonville. They did nothing. Granted, they still gave me some concern against the Packers if Jair's out. We don't really have any cornerbacks, and if Chase and Higgins are there, like their offense is good. They give me concerns, but I don't think they're really a three and one team. Like that we should be thinking is going to the playoffs or anything based on what I've seen thus far. Well, too, I, mean, I don't think they're most concerned with the Packers either, though. Right. I mean, it, it's still early, obviously, but it it's good to see, like, them doing well, right? So, so I, don't, I, I didn't expect Joe Burrow to play this well right now. But if you look at their schedule, yeah, they have the middle part of the season here where, you know, Green Bay, Detroit, 
Baltimore, the Jets. And then now you look at the last nine games of the season, I would say they could potentially lose seven of those nine games. 100%. They remind me right now of what the Steelers were last year. Yeah. Um, a good team, granted, Burrow is a hell of a lot better than uh, Ben was. And they have a really good wide receiving core, a decent tight end who's playing all right, a really good running back this year. Last year, James Conner, people thought he was an all right defense, but they're just beating bad teams. Like, they really had a challenge yet besides Minnesota, which I think Minnesota that game sold. Weren't they missing like three or four of their top defenders that game for COVID, I think? Yeah. Um, like, I think, some COVID concerns. Yeah. So, I mean, until they beat like a, a Packers team or even the Raiders who they have later in the season, I'm not ready to jump on any bandwagon with them or, or believe in them. Like, I could see them losing the Lions in week six, honestly. Yeah. Andy with, Andy with the Denny Green. We, we are who they thought they were. <laughs> and, we, and we let them off the hook. I was on the Bengals bandwagon. They're just not impressing me um, with how they're playing right now. They're not winning convincingly. Like, they looked like the worst team the first half against the Jaguars. Jaguars looked like a good team or better team that game. Um, and they yeah. just, I mean, they, the Jaguars kind of collapsed on themselves. If they would have continued while they were playing that game, Jaguars win in easily. So, I mean, outside of the Lions and Jets, they got the Browns twice still. They have the Ravens twice. <laughs> they play the Broncos, yeah. the Chiefs, the Raiders. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll be a top 10 pick again this year, and we'll be <laughs> forgetting this. And I don't know. if I mean, I like Jamar Chase is proving me wrong, but I don't know if this is going to continue once you start playing real teams too. Yeah, I, I mean, again, like, I, I think they can beat the Packers in Sunday. I'm not going to you know, go on the limb and predict that. But, yeah. you know, I, I think the Packers, even though defensively they've improved week over week, and yes, I'm not going to use the Steelers as kind of a benchmark, but uh, I think any good offense can can win any Sunday against Green Bay. Uh, but I'll say this in the Bengals' defense, comparatively to the last couple of years, they've oh, yeah. gotten much better defensively. I mean, they're middle of the road in both passing and run, running defense, and uh, they're, they're doing a pretty good job putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Again, I'm not going to say they're, they're top 10 in that area, but they're better defensively than I think a lot of people expected. So it's not surprising to see them win some of these winnable games, but you're right. Like, I think they can split a lot of their games going down. I don't I don't necessarily say they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're a lot better than what we thought, and uh, they're doing it in a very different fashion. Definitely. I think another thing that stood out to me besides the Cardinals, who I'm completely on board, as I think everybody knows uh, since preseason picks, but while they lost, I think the Carolina Panthers proved a lot to me in the Cowboys game. I wasn't really a believer in them. I was kind of feeling how I did with the Bengals with the Panthers. They really didn't beat that many teams. Really haven't seen them play great. And granted, they lost, but that Cowboys team looks like a competitor with how they played against Tampa Bay. Uh, and they they hung with them. And Sam Darnold is proving, I think, a lot of people wrong. Their defense is phenomenal. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey in that game, which could have made a huge difference. Um, so even with the loss, the Panthers proved a lot to me. I, I think they're going to be a playoff team this year, which I never thought I'd say. Yeah, I think they're just like it's a well-run program because if you go back to te- their team from last year with Teddy Two Gloves and just like a different makeup altogether personnel-wise, they were still like knocking on the door. I remember I forgot the yeah. stat, but they, they lost a number of close games like within like three points down to the wire. So I think a lot of that comes down Little to like county. the the co- yeah the the coaching and the the kind of the program that they built there. I mean, at halftime they look the game looked great. It looked really close. It looked good. The Panthers looked legit. The reality is the second half, what happened, I mean, he got five. I felt like he got sacked five, six, seven times in the second half, and then 
uh, Diggs with two interceptions, man. Let's talk about Trayvon Diggs. The dude is turning out to be super legit. Yeah, talk about a hell of a family with them and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, and if you look up statistically, they're not really standing out as anything special, but Dallas's defense is also surprisingly effective this year. They can generate a pass rush with Micah Parsons, you know, filling in and, um, you know, just sort of a, a mish, mishmash of other players in, in the secondary outside of digs. Like, I don't know, man, Dallas's defense looks, uh, looks like they can, they can keep up and, with how good their offense is, man, they're going to be a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah for I mean, sure. They're second in the league, I think, in takeaways. Yeah. It's pretty oh, big. It's pretty big. And sack-wise, let me see here. I just brought that up. I, I want to say they're they're up there. What does that say about their defensive coordinator that they got rid of last, from last year and the scheme that that guy was running, that it's basically the same personnel and they've yeah. gone from worse, worse to first and, you know, well, they brought in Dan Quinn. Dan yeah. Quinn knows yeah. his shit, man. Dude, a lot of people were talking shit when they brought in Dan Quinn. It wasn't like a universally hailed move. Yeah. But, it, I mean, coming off of that time in Atlanta where, you, you know, Grady Jarrett's your best defensive player every single year. I mean, that's a, that's a guy who led a team to the Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, I mean, if you look at the injuries that they had following that season – uh, year to year. I mean, they, they're one of the more injured teams, it feels like, in the entire league. So it's a good signing. And Dallas looks legit, man. I'm I'd be I'm worried about them in the NFC. One thing I don't get with Dallas is I mean, is how these players fall to them. Like how does CD Lamp fall to them? Like how, Raiders taking rugs over them. <laughs> yeah, because you say heavy rugs. <laughs> Diggs was supposed to be like the best corner in that draft that year. And I think he went second round. Like, how does that happen? Michael Parsons, who's a complete steal of where they got him at. It was like a 4-3-40 at a linebacker. He slipped. I don't get how they get all these just crazy athletes slipping to him. Like, their linebacking core has got to be the best in the league when healthy with Van and Bosch Park, or, uh, Parsons and uh, Jalen Smith there. It's just an incredible, fast linebacking crew. Unbelievably fast. And they have no GM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About going, in, uh, going into the weekend, we had, what, three three undefeated squads? Yeah, the Cardinals playing um, the undefeated uh, Rams. 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 And then you have the Raiders playing tonight. The Panthers were undefeated as well. Oh, yeah, so four. So we have four. Now we have one, and it looks like the Chargers might be winning this game tonight. So probably have the Cardinals as the only undefeated after the weekend. How do you guys feel about Kyler Murray? The truth. MVP. MVP. That man is just fun. Fun to watch. So, so damn good, too. But so fun to watch. A lot of season, a lot of season left. <laughs> Dude, he's uh he's exciting to watch, man. There's a play. Um I, I want to say it was third and long. It was third and long, and he is looking to throw. That's why I like him because he's always looking to throw, but I mean he'll run if he needs to, right? Kind of like I'll compare him to Aaron Rodgers in that situation, even though he's more way more athletic and he can run better. But he's looking to throw the ball downfield. If he can't, then he'll take off. But it was like a 12-yard gain. And it's not his quickness per se. It's like he has this little juke move that just you just can't do anything against. He'll like step, he freezes you, and then he's fucking gone, dude. His speed is insane. Was that yeah. the third and sixteen that he got? Like, yeah, yeah, got that's a penalty. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was, dude, it was, off the sideline, and then 
it was over. As soon as he turned the corner off of the off of the juke step, it was a wrap. I was like, well, he's about to gain 15 yards. That looked that was one of the most easy plays I've ever seen. Like that 16 <laughs> yards felt like a quarterback sneak for one yard. It was unbelievable how easy he made that look. It was it's crazy. Just, you know, even if you have a spy on him, like his quickness and speed, because this quickness, right, and speed are different, but he has both. Like, yeah, he'll get you with quickness on a, on a first step and just freeze you. And then he turns the corner. And I don't know if there's anyone that can really chase him down in a race, but it's it's crazy. His go off is perfect. Go ahead, Andy. No, the only thing I'm concerned about is I, I fear that they win the Super Bowl and Fitzgerald and Pat or Peterson don't get love. Like, I wish Fitzgerald could get a Super Bowl if they make it there. And I'm a huge Patrick Peterson fan. I wish he could get some love in a Super Bowl title if that happens, the, especially the year if they both leave. And I want to jump back to how athletic Kyler Murray is for a guy that does as much running as he does it. I don't recall seeing him just get absolutely trucked or getting destroyed by defenders. He does a really good job of protecting himself. And also like he's making AJ green look productive again. Like, yes, in the first couple of weeks, not so much, but AJ green had a hell of a game yesterday. And I think that that speaks to both Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. I can't believe I'm complimenting Kingsbury, but, um, and, and two, I I don't want to, I don't want to totally take it away from Kyler, but another team that defensively is playing and I'm not going to say championship level, but playing a hell of a lot better than what we thought going into the year. Definitely. And can we uh, side talk and talk about how big of a tool your coach is for Denver, Farley? Do you hear those comments? <laughs> Vic Fangio? Yeah, just how big Dude, of a tool he is and a sore too, loser he is. He's old school, man. Yeah. yeah. He's old school. But are we going to forget are we, are we forget the fact that he called three timeouts with 30 seconds left and you're down by 16 to try to score a passing touchdown? What 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 plays getting you 16 points at that time? <laughs> Nothing. But then you're gonna bitch and moan because they get four yards in a running play because you couldn't score. God, like, I hate that guy. I hate that team, Farley. <laughs> I want to I want to make this very clear. Okay, I Vic Fangio is not my boy. All right. Um, I hated him when he was the Bears D coordinator. Um, I just liked their roster. Okay, and this. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, the Ravens look so good. So I did, I did want to talk real quick about uh about the Jets. First off, the Jets and the Giants both went into overtime at the same exact time. <laughs> and they both won in overtime, which which is pretty cool because I didn't think the Jets were going to do it after the Titans uh, looked a little bit more alive towards the end of the game. But out of all the rookie quarterbacks, I feel like Zach Wilson gets talked about the least and they feel like he might be the worst. But there are some plays in that game where – the first off, he has a cannon and he's accurate, but there's some plays that he extends and he looks really good. As the Jets just suck in general, like it's hard to evaluate or talk about, you know, the big four or five rookie quarterbacks that are playing right now when the teams are that awful. But there are moments in that game where he's directing traffic and he's moving, he's telling people to keep going, putting the ball on the money. He looks legit. He does. Yeah. I mean, I think we are too quick to judge rookie quarterbacks after some of the successes we've seen with quarterbacks like a Kyler Murray. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert comes to mind. But we got to remember, like, Patrick Mahomes sat a year. If he played that first year, we don't know what happens. I mean, Danny Dimes probably should have sat, but he played and look at him now. But Aaron Rodgers sat for how long? Like, rookie quarterbacks aren't supposed to be game changers and change the world. Like, Peyton Manning, I think, has the most interceptions ever in a season 
if I'm correct, or, or something like that. Most interceptions by a rookie, unless May, Mayfield took over that. But, like, they're not supposed to be good. So I don't get why everybody's harping on all these rookie wide receiver quarterbacks, specifically Wilson, for sucking. Like, they're not supposed to be good. They're on bad teams for a reason. It takes well, time never, to get better. There's never this many rookie quarterbacks starting this early either. No. I mean, there is a lot of rookie quarterbacks starting right now. It's pretty wild. Well, probably all of them. I think Trey Lance might start for the next game, being what happened at halftime. Mm-hmm. I, I don't they, know if Garoppolo is hurt or not, but. I don't know you if could, you can go back to him, though. Same yeah. situation in Chicago. You can't go back to Andy Dalton. No. What? Red Rocket? You're done. You can't do it, say oh You can't God. do it. He was, having, he was having a really good game before he injured himself because that was a non-contact injury. So I think, honestly, Fields has looked pretty bad. And I've, I've got him on my dynasty team and I'm pro Fields, but he just doesn't look ready. He needs to spend a little more time in the playbook and reading coverages, which is the truth, which is the truth for a lot of these quarterbacks. I disagree. I disagree. On Justin Fields, I disagree because his first game, Nagy's calling the offense, and we all know he's fucking terrible. Like, well, this is not even up for discussion. Oh, so yeah. this game, they let the they let the OC actually call the, the plays. The Bears win. He looks really good in the win. And then in the post-conference, he's talking about, I'm the head coach. You know, I approve, you know, the plays that go and don't go. <laughs> like, bro, you literally didn't do anything. Like, the reason you won is because you had somebody else calling the plays that wasn't you. It, it, it's not Justin Fields at all, bro. That He's just a hindrance. And I feel like the fact that he tried to take credit for what they did on offense when he probably didn't do shit at all with it makes it even less likely that he'll probably be around by the end of the season because the Bears are going to suck in general. But I feel like they're going to need to move on from this guy real soon here. Like today. <laughs> yeah. There, there's no need to keep that guy. He's by far the worst coach in the league. And I don't know if he even does anything, to be honest. No, like he, he outside of teams. being horrendous at calling plays. Um, I'm not sure he does anything in that locker room or for that team at all. No, I truly wonder what Mitchell Trubisky is as a quarterback or could have been as a quarterback with just some sort of good coaching around him. Like, I think he actually could have been a, a pretty decent quarterback in the league, um, unfortunately for him. Yeah, it goes back to what I said earlier. You know, good players, great players need uh, good coaches, great coaches. Mm-hmm. And uh, David David Montgomery gets hurt in that game. That the, They weren't going to be a playoff team anyways, but – that's a big hit for them if he's going to miss any type of significant time, which he probably will because he looked like he was in hella pain. Um, I guess it wasn't as serious. I, I don't think it was a hyperextension. It may have been something else, but it's it's a it's a lot better prognosis than what they than than how it looked. He did the Jerry Judy and uh, yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, please. I was actually hoping it was something like Jerry Judy because, I mean, the way he was on the ground and moving, I was like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> He was in freaking pain. Um, I think, hey, speaking I, of pain, um, how on, bad? We've been cutting Sade off here like a couple times oh. in a row. Go ahead, Sade. The floor yeah. is yours, my friend. I had a varsity blues line that I was going to drop that Bud Kilmer was their athletic trainer and that he was going to be okay. But <laughs> we can we can move on. I've been doing I've been Give dropping. him a shot. Give yeah. him a shot. Been, Put him back in. been doing a lot of Coach Kilmer jokes lately. <laughs> Who do you think is the most disappointing team thus far? Oh, the Steelers. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I didn't have high, high hopes. Dude, the Steelers are so bad. That was, that was super quick. Steelers. <laughs> well, I wanted, to, yeah. I wanted to say, like, what the hell's going on with the Steelers? Like, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger is, uh, is needing to uh, go to the grave. But, wow. Like, it, it, I, I, think we, I think we gave a lot of credit to 
to Dallas in week one, even though they lost with their game plan. And even last night with the way that New England game planned offensively for a really tough Tampa defense, which we should talk about that in a little bit, like Pittsburgh is doing nothing to adjust to how bad Ben Roethlisberger's arm is and what to do with how poor their offensive line is. Like, I get it. That's that's a tough ask, but there are plenty of teams out there that have deficiencies and figure out some way to put up more than 10 points against a, a lackluster defense. Yeah, I mean, they're not playing great. Don't get me wrong. They're, they suck, I mean, to be honest. But um, I don't think anybody – I didn't have high expectations for Big Ben coming this season after what I saw the last, like, what, five games of the season. But I think one thing that surprised me, granted, the injury to Tua doesn't help with the Dolphins and how bad that defense is this year. And I thought that I had high hopes for the Dolphins coming in. I mean, they were, I think, the fourth-ranked defense last year, and this year they're atrocious. Uh, they're really shocking me how bad I thought. I thought they were really going to turn the corner and become the leader of that or AFC South division this year. Uh, but it doesn't look the case anymore. If any team gives Will Fuller $25 million guaranteed or whatever he got, you're bound to – Fucking suck that season. <laughs> Whoa! All right. Sorry. <laughs> like, like, dude hasn't played a full season ever, and they gave dude thirty million dollars off top. Like, hey, no worries. But he's so, so fast. He's fast. Yeah. Just run straight. Um, but real quick on Big Ben, I like the wheels have fallen off so fast on Big Ben. It's sad to see these. You know, these are that's a quarterback that we grew up watching. At least, kind of my era of you know primetime elite talent that dude could not go down for the longest time and uber athletic for being six seven damn near 300 pounds um but he reminded like watching that game yesterday reminded me of like peyton throwing ducks that last season for denver because big ben's having a tough time like doing 10 yard outs like you know normal throws for a pro quarterback it was sad like uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, every catch was like after a yard and a half, a two yard out. Same thing. Najee Harris had six grabs. Uh, their tight end had a handful of grabs, but like the, the arm's gone. It's either the back or the shoulder. Something's going on with Big Ben. And uh, maybe it's a Dwayne Haskins show. Maybe they like fake an injury and just kind of wait for the draft pick to happen. So I think you do got to find out what Haskins is, right? I think he's better than people think in general mm -hmm. but i think you got to stick with big ben at least to like week 10 or 11 when you're officially eliminated and then and then switch it right because he's done a lot for that franchise brought super bowls like you kind of you had to know what you were signing up for right when he said i'm coming back another year you had to know there's no way that you didn't like so lean on harris you know see what what else you can get out of some of these newer younger players uh pat what's his last name the tight end pat a fire move. Yep. See what I feel like. Don't even use them. Some games you don't even get targets. But um, yeah, just kind of see what you have there, and then bring Haskins in in the second half of the season. When's their bye week? I guess that would be the best question, right? What's the bye week look like for them? And then uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm out here, but I feel like the NFL should always have. NFL shows have a quarterback ready. Like Brian Hoyer should be like the quarterback in reserve for the NFL and like break glass <laughs> when that's like and whenever shit like whenever shit like this happens, like all right, and we need to call Brian. And then Brian just goes in, you know, like but he's like on the NFL payroll. He's not on the team, you know. He's like a utility man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kind of comes in. So here's here's the problem with that Soto, because I agree with you. But so they play Denver next week, and I think despite Andy's transgressions with Vic Fangio. I think Denver is going to win that. And then they play Seattle and then they have the buy or they have their buy. Seattle is dead last in team defense right now. 
there's a chance that they could win that game. Ben looks okay. They go into the bye, and then they go up against Cleveland and then get just smoked. Um, and then they've got Chicago the week after. That's a winnable game. And then Detroit. And then it's then it's the Chargers. So it's like, you're, you know, it's, uh, you can't go back after some point. But, yeah, but I mean, the bye would make sense. But what about this, too? It's like in, in St. hit the nail on the head there. They don't have, like, a contingency plan in place. So they're literally just came into the season saying, yeah, we got Ben for one more year. And I'm on the other side looking at that. And I'm like, that's, is that really what you want to do? I'm like, we all know he's well fucking washed up. Like, we all saw this coming. And they could lose Denver. They could lose Seattle. So let's say you're one and five heading into your bye week. I use that as an opportunity to have yeah. – either Haskins or Rudolph get two weeks of prep work in, and now you're facing Cleveland with one of those taking the range for the rest of the year. That's what fake an injury. Yeah. They'll have to fake an injury if they're going to transition off Something, the big yeah. Ben mid mid season like this. Cause like Soto said, the guy's given too much to the oh sure yeah city and to, to the team uh, over God. 17 years or however long that dude's been there so yeah they got to fake something he's, he's got to get drilled in the back or something didn't i think you have to do that already you have to see what haskins is though i mean you have to see what he like the dude's a former top pick right like everyone knows what washington does to these younger quarterbacks that are semi-mobile <laughs> um i think he could be all right I mean, tomlin's a great coach we know that right so like maybe he can turn that around yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I liked when they brought him in. And yeah, his preseason, he wasn't bad. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. Uh, just, I hope to God, and I saw a tweet about this. I hope to God they don't go to Mason Rudolph. We we know that. We know what happens when Mason Rudolph plays football, and it's not good. I, I saw at, at what point do we blame this on Tomlin as well. I love Tomlin as a coach. I always have. But I'm looking at like statistics for Big Ben compared to last year to this year, and there's really no change. He was number ninth in air yards last year. He's number 10 this year. His accuracy is 18th this last year. It's 19th this year. Yards per attempt is 6.3 last year. It's 6.2 this year. Like, they weren't that good those last five games. We're seeing that exactly now. As a good coach, if you have a team like that with the skill players you have, you have to make an adjustment sooner because you're seeing exactly what you saw after their hot start. Crap throws. It's hard if you can't can't throw the ball. Like exactly. what they saying, you know, if he can't throw the ball more than six or seven yards, there ain't shit you can do about it because you're committed at this point. Like, well, that's what I'm getting to. Like, at what point do you just say, "Hey, I understand a big Ben here, but I have a, a Super Bowl possibly contending team with the wide receivers I have, T.J. Watt, and so on." Like, I have to make a change here. I've seen this last year, and we didn't win with it. We have to make a move now, where it's still early. Before next thing you know, we're one and five, and we're out of the playoffs because I wouldn't sit a player I know who he is at this point. Um, so at what point do you put this on Tomlin that he's not making it soon enough? When he called Brian Hoyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much loyalty on his own. I mean, it, it, to a fault, right? I mean, like I yeah. said, he's, he's earned it. But at the end of the day, you have to kind of put that aside. And I think he's old enough where if they came to Ben and said, like, hey, man, look, we're one and five right now. This season, we allowed you to kind of give it a shot for next year to see how it would turn out and it's not working out the way that everyone wanted it to. I mean, just, well, I think he'll still play it out for the rest of the season, do the right thing and try and help mold these guys as much as he can for the rest of the season. But you have to, I I would think if they actually came to Ben and asked him to do that, I I think he would. At at what time is, 
Yeah, we lost you, Mark. You're not there. But what's time with the quarterback as well? I know it's hard to do as any athlete. Do you realize you're kind of losing these games for the players right. and you just don't you have, have it? To know. Like you, you have, have to, to kind of cut it. Like Peyton kind of cut it, realizing, hey, I can't do this anymore. Um, Favre kind of cut us to realizing you can't do it anymore. As a, as a quarterback, you have to be able to recognize that and be the leader of the team and sit yourself at that time too. Um, just as much as the leader of the team when you are struggling, hey, I can bring you back when it's like Justin Herbert, let's say. Um, you have to be the leader and say, I can sit myself because I'm not winning games for my team anymore. I'm doing more harm than good. Yeah, like look at what Tony Romo did at the end of his mm-hmm. career. Just like clearly Dak Prescott is the best option for this team. Um, he's going to be the quarterback going forward. I'm stepping aside. Like I know it's going to be hard, but yeah, I mean, Ben's just got to say, look, <laughs> but we may not have a better option, but I'm not helping things right now. So um, yeah, exactly. we're try something else. Yeah, so uh, for me real quick, and then we'll move on to postseason baseball. I think the team, I'm, I don't know if they're a disappointment, but the most I'm concerned about are the Titans, man. Yeah, I feel God. like they haven't looked that good. I mean, they lost to Arizona, which is legit. We've already talked about the Cardinals. Close game to Seattle, who's actually been pretty iffy overtime win there. They beat Indy. They're still going to win the division, but I don't know if they're like Super Bowl contenders. The loss of the Jets hurts. They'll probably beat um, the Jags next week. But then you have Buffalo, Kansas City, the Rams, New Orleans. Like, it's a tough stretch before the bye week. So they kind of are in an interesting situation. I don't think they thought they'd be 2-2 two and two or even have these close games against bad teams, but we'll see what that looks like. But, Mark, let's jump into baseball, baby. Can you hear us? Holy are you there? Shit. Are touchdown. you guys ready for this? <laughs> Sorry. Hey, damn. You're like, you're like four football. seconds ahead. Damn. <laughs> oh, we're talking baseball, guys. Um. Okay, awesome last week of the regular season. Got a lot to catch up on on that. And then we'll kind of recap the playoff picture here um, and get into maybe some, some of the previews and then one on what's going to happen this week. Um, so as we kind of recapped uh, the last time we had talked, the biggest thing was the AL and NL wildcard picture. What's going on with that? We had a little bit more clarity um, now, um, but there were some great matchups uh, early in the week. Um, that led to some interesting uh, last games uh, over the past couple of days. Um, so what we'll do is we'll start with the National League. Um, when we're looking at the wild card was basically shored up with St. Louis uh, getting on that, what, 16, 17 game win streak. Um, the Brewers finally ended that, but um, they already had the wild card locked up. So they're going to be playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, the real, I guess, only good uh scenario um from the nl was the giants versus dodgers uh the nl west division race coming down to those two guys battling it out um, they both had uh really good last weeks um and it was the san francisco giants prevailing um over the dodgers by one game um so it was real exciting to, to kind of see all that play out. And obviously you have those two uh, being rivals. Um, so that's going to be extremely interesting uh, in, in the wild card, as well as, you know, if they get past the St. Louis Cardinals, which I think everyone expects them to do that, they're going to go back to San Francisco and battle each other in a seven game series. So that's going to be pretty so you, sweet to watch. That so play you, out. Think the, you think they're going to have an easy time against the Cardinals? Yeah. I, the way I look at it is this, right? And I said this before, I was like, once you, you get on a winning streak for so long, right? And then once you hit that first L, okay, now it's back to reality. And even though they finished the week strong, it's, you kind of look at 
where you are as a team and where the Dodgers are, the Dodgers are still even playing at a higher level too right now. So and the Dodgers are, are a way better team overall than the Cardinals. So I just look at it. You're going into their place to play where they're extremely good at home. And it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I don't think I expect it to be a good game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers won like seven to three. Hmm. So Max Muncy's hurt, right? He's listed as day to day. Um, but I would say it's probably unlikely he plays. Uh, when's the game tomorrow? No, Wednesday. They play Wednesday. Wednesday. But they have, I mean, Kershaw's on a 10 day DL, so he's not pitching that game. Mm-hmm. And then you have a shit ton of pitchers that are still <laughs> on the DL till about mid mid October. So I don't know, man. I mean, when you're hot, we all know if you get hot at the end, you usually can ride that out, right? Like mm-hmm. in most sports, but baseball is about most of the time having a ton of money <laughs> to get, yeah, at least to the NLCS or right or the American League Championship Series. But I, th- I don't know, dog. I'm scared of the Cardinals. I'm so glad we don't have to play them after this because if the Cardinals go through the Dodgers and then they go through the Giants, I mean, I'll take them at that point. It, you know, once we beat the Braves, I think we'll beat the Braves. We're in a good position there, but I don't know, dog. I think it's going to be one of those like eighth or ninth inning, you know, one to one, two to one games, and then see what happens. And you know, how Kershaw all for the playoffs. Uh, he's so on, a 10 day, on a 10 day DL. 10 day DL yeah. Yeah. So they just put him on that on Saturday, I think Saturday or Friday. I mean, I read I think, somewhere he was out with right just right for him discomfort and they're going to sit him for the. Yeah. Season. I mean, he even said after the Brewers, if he came out of the Brewers game, he said, it's not looking good for October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Maybe that's who knows? I mean, it's I would one of those assume, things, right? He yeah, knows his body more than anyone else, yep. but it's one of those things where like, they're going to just treat it as, you know, 10 days at a time. Yep. Um, sure. the, good, the good thing with them is that they still got a good, trio of pitchers that they can rely on and in baseball if you have that that's really all you need so Kershaw is basically like a bonus to them right now if he can't come back at all during the Giants series or even out of the bullpen how sick would that be so now he's he's out there with Jansen closing games I know he's done that in the past too so it's like I don't know it, it I would take my chances as the Dodgers at home with Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller on the mound versus the Cardinals against anybody. 100%. Did you hear that crazy stat with the car or the Dodgers then the season? I think it was the last four games they had uh, 17 home runs. Oh, shit. <laughs> like just insane. I mean, I don't think that's going to continue. And if it does, and I wonder, how, I mean, they're still going to be fantastic, a phenomenal baseball team. Right. But I, if they're not hitting 17 home runs in four games. Uh, I, the Cardinals just are one of those teams with the Giants. Both those teams just have this aura around them. If they get in the playoffs with any type of steam, they're the favorites. I don't care who they're playing. They're they're my favorites. Uh, very similar like uh, Tom Izzo with Michigan State going to the NCAA. I just bet on Izzo. The, he's just phenomenal coaching that. But the same thing goes with the Cardinals. They just have that aura that they scare me. Even if they're going on a 20-game losing streak in the playoffs, I'm still fearful of them. I don't know why, but the same thing with the Giants. Those two teams scare the living hell out of me in the playoffs, more so than the Dodgers. I think the biggest thing with the Dod- with the uh, uh, sorry, the Cardinals is their pitching this year. Their pitching has always been phenomenal, right? That's kind of synonymous what we've known for, like Adam Wainwright. All these guys have been lights out in the playoffs. And then like Carpenter, and like they don't have those guys anymore. I mean, like you added Jack Flaherty is like their number one starter. Wainwright's been <laughs> injured at one point in the year, even though he's still good. Um, 
Miles Nicholas is, is a solid pitcher. And then you have John Lester as your four, but nobody's really scared of Lester anymore. No. Even though he has a playoff experience, which is great, but I, I'm not I'm not worried about their pitching staff anymore. So now it's a matter of can they pull something together and play higher than the level that they've been playing over the last three weeks. I don't know if they can do that. Yeah, yeah, that was, oh my bad. So go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, with coming into this season, like Cardinals are projected to be where the Brewers are or the Giants. I mean, even probably the Giants with 101 season. They just underperformed in the beginning. Like their offense is stacked with Arenado there. They're pitching. They like you just mentioned. You have three solid pitchers. You're you're solid, and they have that. Um, they have the the fan base. They have the home crowd advantage. They play at home. Like, they have momentum. They always seem to have one player rise to start them in the playoffs as well. True. I, I remember certainly. I remember. Uh, was Edmonds when he first came on the scene was in the playoffs, uh, the third baseman a few years ago when he came. I can't think of his name. Yeah, David Freeze. Yeah, Freeze. He had that mm-hmm. phenomenal time where he just made bank. If That's when they, they won had, World Series. Yeah, yeah, Hayward with the Cardinals when he had. I think they won World Series and then he went to the Cubs. Um, they always have a player that just plays out of his mind that nobody predicts. It feels like I don't know yeah. if they have that this year either, and I'm not gonna bank on that. But they just have this playoff aura and everything clicks from every year. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Are you it's, taking so Dodgers? Dodgers, you guys are taking the Dodgers. I think, I think Cardinals Dodgers. actually blow them out. I, I think, think the like, Cardinals win too. Yeah, I think, I think the Cardinals are going to win. I think it's like a seven-four game. Cardinals. I think obviously, obviously the what the hell? Um, some shit just started playing in my head. I was like, "What is going on?" I thought I was going the, crazy there for the a worst. <laughs> uh. I mean, it, they just got to keep them in the yard, man. At Andy's stat about how many home runs they hit in the last four games, that's that's going to be the difference. But end of the day, I, I think Adam Wainwright's going to pitch a really good game. And then if it's close, I say Nolan um, Arenado or yeah. uh, Goldsmith have a, have a moment. They have a moment. <laughs> and then, you know, now we see the Cardinals versus the Giants. Yeah. Who do you think's uh, making it out of all this stuff? Mm. Who do you think we're seeing on LCS, ALCS, and then World Series for everybody on the line? Giants. So before we go, we'll definitely want to. I definitely want to answer that yeah. question, but we're ignoring the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, so, about that, that kind of big season <laughs> or series. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's take a second, uh, Mark, and kind of give us your thoughts on that, and then yeah. we'll jump in. Let's bring it back here. Let's uh, recap uh, what happened over the last week. So as we mentioned, the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays started out early in the week playing each other. And that got interesting because the Yankees were already sitting atop the AL wild card at, I believe it was two games at that point. And Tampa Bay Rays wound up winning that series. During that time, Toronto was still on fire and they were playing well over the course of that week. I believe they swept. I can't remember who, who it was they were playing. Um, Boston was was kind of going back and forth um, with their wins and Seattle, who is a team that we really didn't give a shot. Uh, I will say I didn't give a shot uh, of them sneaking in there. They actually snuck into the last wild card place for one day for one day. And it was kind of amazing to see the back and forth that was going between all of these teams over the course of the last five games. Um, so uh, Heading into kind of the, the last uh, weekend series, um, the the Yankees uh, got their shit together. 
um, and they started uh, a nice little win streak for them. And uh, while Boston and Toronto was were kind of battling uh, back and forth, Boston managed to hang on to that last spot. So uh, as shitty as it is that we're not going to see a Toronto Blue Jays uh, in the uh, the wild card here, um, they had a hell of a year, um, 91 wins. It's phenomenal. So um, with the young talent they got on the team, they're on the up and up. So it's good things to come from them. Was, um, but now I was praying so much for it to yeah. be a four team tie. <laughs> like I was literally watching, with that, paying attention on the oh. app, like, please let yep. this happen. But it wasn't meant to be. gods right there. That would have been amazing. Um, but yeah, now we can focus on Boston leapfrogged. Uh, they had uh, basically a identical record. Um, Boston has a tiebreaker. So they take the top wildcard spot. They are hosting the New York Yankees tomorrow night. Uh, in the first of uh, what should be an exciting week of MLB playoffs. So um, as we look into this, man, I don't even know where to start. Uh, you know, the Yankees Red Sox, I think is a thing that's synonymous with baseball rivalries and uh, all the shit that's gone on with them uh, over the years. Uh, this could not be uh, a better scenario for, for baseball fans. Yeah, I think um this just has a, a potential. I don't know why I have this feeling where like this is gonna be like a five hour game. We're gonna go into like <laughs> extra innings. Um, I read something, I don't know how true this is. I didn't really verify the source, I just read it and thought it was interesting. Um, but I guess the Yankees, if it was a four-game tie, like a four-team time, the Yankees had to let MLB know who they would rather play. Um, and they chose the Red Sox. That's bullet, that's bulletin board wow. material. So wow. I mean, if that's true, <laughs> the Red Sox are for sure aware of it, right? So, like, mm -hmm. now, I don't know. I think Yankee talent over – it's going to be a close game. I think Yankees win by a run maybe too. But it's going to be interesting. I'm actually going to watch it. Shout out to my boy Hawaii Zach, who just had his heart broken by Tom Brady coming back to New England and, and beating his <laughs> team. But now if the Red Sox lose, it's going to be a tough three days for that boy. So uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers as, as he takes these ales. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think it, it's going to be hard to, to top what the Yankees have going on right now. We talked about the Dodgers getting home run heavy. You look at all the shit that stands on right now. My, my God, he is just sending the ball into orbit every other night. Um, so if, if the Yankees can keep up the power surge that they have going on right now, I mean, they're in for a big night at, uh, at the Green Monster. All right, sure. Andy. Now pose your question again. Reset it and, and let's get into it to finish off the night. Uh, what does everybody think is going to be your NLCS versus ALCS? And then what's also your World Series prediction? And let's go with champion. Kick it off, Mark. You're the ba you're the main baseball guy. All right. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in the AL versus Houston. Ooh. I like Tampa Bay to get to the World Series. I'm going to go San Francisco versus Milwaukee. It pains me to say this, but San Francisco versus Tampa Bay in the World Series. And Tampa Bay beats San Francisco. Mm, I like Battle it. the one seeds. Give us some TV love. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. What is uh the Tampa, Tampa Bay's payroll? How do they sit compared they to? They are the lowest. They're like the fifth lowest payroll in Major League Baseball. And what are the Brewers? They're like in the middle. I thought they were. Uh, in, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Um, probably like nineteen or something. 
like that. That's like, not good yeah. for baseball, though, Sade, if that's where you're going. <laughs> like the Rays versus the Brewers and, and the lowest pay, uh, you know, payroll race. That's what I would like to see, ideally, is the two teams that probably are the most deserving of it in that standpoint is they've built the strong infrastructure and minor league systems and like just watching the Brewers half the guys you, I personally couldn't even name. They'd call them up for two weeks and they just snap. Um, that's why I wish, really wish the Mariners would have got in or uh, Toronto just because they've got a lot of young talent too. But that's what I'm hoping for. Rays versus Brewers. Uh, Tampa Bay is a 26. Yeah, so uh, Milwaukee is Milwaukee's 19. Mm-hmm. But we are by far, us two are the uh, lowest, the lowest remaining out of the remaining teams. Yeah, yeah Seattle and, had a low payroll too. And I got to show some love for my boy Dusty Baker. So, <laughs> Farley, I know you're not a baseball guy, but you're a homer, man. Are you riding the Brewers all the way to the end, or what are you doing? I mean, like, I've had so many people, like, not diehard baseball fans, ask me, like, why are the Brewers sucking? What's going on? This is a bad time not to be uh, doing well. And I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, go watch the <laughs> Packers or some shit. <laughs> Well, I'll just tell them, like, the Bucks are still NBA champions. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not following it close enough. Um, I just hope to God it's not the Yankees or the Giants. I'm, I'm so sick of seeing both of those teams and over the course of uh, Your the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Andy? I'm going to go with the Brewers versus the Cardinals and NLCS. I'm going to ride with the Brewers just to be a homer and hope it's the year the uh, Wisconsin with sports teams. ALCS, I, I hate to say it, but I see Yankees versus Houston. Yankees making it. It'd be Yankees versus Brewers. And I'm going to ride with the Brewers to win it all just to ride that train. Homer, baby. Got to be. Someone's got to be. Homer. <laughs> That'd be Almost sick to see the Yankees first. I mean, I get Tampa Bay, right? Like, I mean, they – I feel like they do this so often. Low payrolls. They have great seasons. I mean, they ran away from this thing from the beginning. It felt like, you know, number one overall seed wasn't really too close for most of them. Um, but I'm surprised no one's talking about the White Sox, man. I'm, I'm going to take White Sox and Tampa in the AOCS with the Sox winning and then Brewers – and as much as it pains me, Cardinals, and I'll take the Brewers as well. Brewers versus White Sox in the World Series, and I think the White Sox win it. I think the White cool. Sox will be World Series champions, guys. Yeah, that'd be an awesome series. I can, I can deal with that. This is as long as, you know, Cubs fans suck. Yeah. <laughs> Cubs. Anyways. They, suck. they always suck. All right, guys. I know Sate had to jump off because uh, hashtag – Dad life. Um, anything else? Soto, is there anything you want to plug for this week? I know you're, you're still riding skateboard on 2k, but, uh, anything, (laughs) uh, anything tech wise, nerd wise coming up? Um, so venom came out. Um, I fully intend to have a conversation about that here coming soon. Um, and then it's the heavy season for video games, man, starting with, you know, 2K and all the sports games. FIFA's out, so we'll have a lot of conversations around that. Uh, Battlefield's coming out here shortly. Call of Duty, which I don't plan to get, but we can talk about. And then outside of that, the NBA's back, man. So look out for yet another edition when we start really diving into NBA here going shortly. 
Are you gonna uh, are you gonna buy Far Cry? It's it's six now. Yeah, Far Cry six. With, Actually, uh, I have not played any of the Far Cries. Believe okay. it or not, not a single one. But um, no, I actually I just bought. I buy games and never play them. I'm notorious for this. But <laughs> I bought a Kenna Spirit of of something that just came out. It's a forty dollars game, but it looks pretty interesting on PS5 exclusive console exclusive. Wait, so drop. what I think I'm gonna be doing though is um, when I stream live, uh, obviously sports will be on sports related or sports edition, and then all my shooters will be on just nerd related. But when I'm gonna do walkthroughs on single player games, so check out you know a kind of walkthrough on youtube i'll probably stream that live without you know my camera and whatnot just to give a little different flavor to our youtube channel as well sick sounds good what's uh where can we find you on uh stitch and uh everywhere else uh, (laughs) nerd related crew stream on facebook nerd related crew at nerd related crew and then youtube as well as at nerd related crew um, if Facebook keeps getting hacked or keeps getting taken down after I might move it over to Twitch, but we'll see how reliable it is going forward after Zuckerberg lost $6 billion for being down 10 hours. Jesus. Hopefully urban Meyer uh, keeps it in his trousers. So with that, uh, we'll let you all get back to your wonderful evening. The chargers defense is awesome. Uh, you all have a great night and never pay full price for late pizza. Peace, love and chicken grease. Night. Yeah. Go chargers.